Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. just watched a James Bond movie and this sounds like it could be a part of Spectre. Cambridge Analytica. Now, we're not a politics podcast, but this does seem very much up our alley. I mean, an academic asking for a massive data set, like that sounds kind of like what we do. It's, and and the immediate like it's not illegal. And then everyone being like, is it legal? Next question. <laughs> do you think Do you think we would do that if somebody approached us about like, where are you getting all these baseball stats? Be like, we're scraping the web pages. It's not illegal. I would, I would, exactly. It would be like, so does Fangraphs know that you're saying that you're using their data? They might be able to tell who we are <laughs> from our internet signature. <laughs> Yeah, like, why Why is this one computer just slamming our servers for four hours? This guy's really interested in every single player. <laughs> yeah, every and player. And then moments later, yeah. <laughs> every single player in a slightly different way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he reran all the queries just with a different question mark here. It's so strange. It's so weird. And that time it worked rather than, <laughs> than selling no data, no data, no data. And then... Uh, you know, this week, a lot of stuff to talk about that is not related to baseball. What is happening in the NCAA? Um, I mean, I think it's a reversion to the mean, right? <laughs> the first <laughs> 16 beating a one is reversion to the mean. I think, well, somebody, somebody, I, 538, I think, once predicted that it, there was like a 1.8% chance that a 16 seed should be the number one seed on average. And there have been something like 300 games played between them. So they were due. So, yeah. So it is. So I, I really do think that the 16 is a reversion to the meat, but that can't explain everything else. I mean, the rest of it is just crazy too, right? How is your bracket doing? Okay. The thing is, is that not more horrible than other years. Not that much more horrible than other years, which means that you might actually be yeah. regressing to the meat. I was horrible, and I also, I haven't been very good, but I still have a bunch of points still on the table. Did you pick Kansas in your bracket? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also Kansas, yep. Yep. which is which is good. I have Kansas and Kentucky in the in the championship game, and it like looks really good for Kentucky. I think I have Kansas and Villanova. Ooh. All right, let's get to baseball. The bat projection system. Have you heard much about this? It's funny because I I was just on I was on Fangraphs today prepping and I was like, what is the bat system? And then I came over to our to our outline for tonight and you had just put in the bat projection system. I was like, oh, how about that? So I've been studying up on the TGFBI competitors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in researching that, this is this had come up a couple times. Then all of a sudden, boom, there it is on Fangraphs. It sounds like. 
it's very similar to what you're trying to build out for um the the kind of like the trade model yeah. that you want to put together very similar but i think a number one ours is going to be better i mean obviously um clearly and ours is more geared towards uh fantasy rather than uh dfs like long-term head-to-head rather than dfs which is what this is kind of made for so yeah dfs being daily fantasy which we will talk about but not often yeah so Derek cardi watch out we're coming coming for for you we're coming for you this week on the pod, it's all DL all the time. Eric is going to talk about some of the work that he did last year and extend that a little further. And then we're going to popula- populate the bet box a little bit with an over-under DL shoot-around and try and make some other predictions. So, Eric, tell us about the DL. I've been thinking a lot about injury risk players and the DL, so I thought it might be a good topic now as people are finalizing their draft prep or have finalized their drafts (laughs) uh so mike i wanted to just kind of go through a couple of topics to start us off does the dl have an effect on fantasy the dl has a massive massive effect on fantasy if for no reason other than it's structurally built in because every almost every league has dl spots and it is notable if your league does not have DL spots because it throws the strategy so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even now, now leagues that only have one DL spot, it's kind of, it, I mean, that's totally different than the way that our, our league is set up where we're adding, what, we're up to four DL spots? That's right. Right. So in a league where there's only one DL spot, you're only keeping the guy who you're only keeping the Mike Trouts. That's right. You keep Mike Trout, you keep Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> like yeah. there's you know, they're just the the range of players that you drop is is incredible. I mean, you drop you drop everybody except for the first round pick basically. Right. And everybody cuz everybody can get hurt. Everyone can have yes. that Dustin Pedroia running into a bag. Everyone can have the yep. um the shoulder kind of problem pitching everyone could yep. crash their dirt bike you know just like the kind of problems that just happen every day to people yeah i mean in that in that exact scenario like you're saying madison bumgarner he gets dropped yeah exactly if you're, if you're in a one dl slot league i mean if he's out to the all-star break that's two-thirds of your fantasy season right you have to adjust and you have to adjust yeah. fast so all right so i mean pretty tongue-in-cheek yes the dl (laughs) and injuries do have an effect on fantasy so yeah so some of it's just baked in in terms of like how long but it's also really important to be following the dl because geez a guy who's on the seven day dl is not necessarily just going to miss seven days seven calendar days so next thing that i wanted to talk about was does injury risk play into draft value now, this is pretty broad. I'm not saying specifically yours, but you know, you can start with that if you want to contextualize. <laughs> but do you think injury risk plays into draft value? It absolutely does, and it it plays it plays both ways. 
um, we're going to talk a little, we're going to talk about bounce back candidates and some ideas, some predictions that we want to make for those. Um, and you can overvalue guys that were on the DL thinking that they could be a hundred percent healthy. And you can undervalue guys that were on the DL thinking that there's no way that they're going to get back to healthy. And I think we've seen examples, um, you and I personally on both sides this year, this year of players not, um, being drafted appropriately because of that. Who, who did you have in mind? My first off, and I'm going to make you answer a question about this later, is your Miguel Cabrera pick. My Miguel Cabrera pick, yes. The assumption, the assumption me picking that was, like, even if he gets back to 80% of Miggy, that's a valuable guy. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. But he had back surgery last year, so who knows if he can return. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It's huge. It's it's a huge question. The other thing that that actually that this affects and this affected my draft personally is the idea of speculating on the backup for somebody. So I'm speculating on the fact that Dustin Pedroia is going to be out. Yes. For longer, he is a high injury risk. So I'm speculating hard on Nunez covering for him for a long period of time because I don't trust that Dustin Pedroia can get on the field and stay on the field. Right. And, like, anyone who wants to speculate on, <laughs> I guess it's a sp- suspension um, problem, but uh, <laughs> the Twins shortstop, anyone who can play shortstop for the Twins, you know, you might as well. Well, what about the Twins? I mean, what about the Twins rotation, right? Somebody like Irvin Santana, you don't know what his recovery time is going to be. The Twins had to go out and rush to sign another player, but you don't know what the value of somebody like Lance Lynn necessarily, how that's going to be affected by the return of Irvin Santana right. later. That could be it. Could be really good for him. Yeah, I think we're both circling around the same thing. That injury risk does play into draft value, but it does not necessarily just unilaterally hurt a player. That people speculate on players based on what their understanding of the injury is and what they they think the player's ability to bounce back is. So there's a real opportunity there. The kind of the standard the standard deviation mm-hmm. of those players. ADP is going to be pretty high. And we were starting to touch on this, but should fantasy managers handicap or ignore players with certain types of injuries, players with certain types of playing styles? Mm. We were talking about last week, Carlos Gomez yep. and him going, or the week before, him going to Tampa and me being like, I'm a little bit worried about that because he runs into walls all the time. He plays, he goes all out. And Tampa is a notoriously dangerous field for outfielders. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the playing style, but then there are certain injury types that are, do certain injury types concern you more than others? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're, you're setting up my section nicely here. Right. The other thing that I would, the, the other thing that I would add into this is that certain guys entice me to back them up on my fantasy team more. Yeah. yeah. So the idea that, okay, well, when I'm filling out the end of my roster, like I know that somebody might get hurt. So for instance, and this actually could change over the course of a rolling draft, right? So Zach Greinke being less than ideal means like, okay, I better invest in pitching and extra pitching right now and try and speculate on some of these lower guys and really fill out my team. And that's something that you might be looking at with, you know, might've been looking at with David Price, for instance. Yep. Yeah. Just add, you know, I have one guy who used to be good in like 2014 
I should probably add five more guys yeah. that were good in 2014. <laughs> so I think that is a big way that, that injuries affect my team personally. Are there any types of injuries that you explicitly stay away from? Anything or? core. Core injuries are bad news. Um, obliques and pitchers, you know, those are things that you that are hard to come back from. Any sort of, you know, any sort of core supporting muscle or something that you worry might linger. So even if they're off the DL, I'm inclined to try and wait a little bit longer on guys that have basic core injuries. Yeah, I mean, I always find myself following just that the rule of thumb on the Tommy John guys of like, you know, they going to have their injury and then it's going to take them two years before they're 90 percent of who they used to be that's one of my yeah. one of my obvious ones and then i'm one of those like if a pitcher misses a start because of some sort of some sort of arm injury i put him immediately into my mental category of he could be gone so just to, to wrap on your on your your question here we both have different injuries that we look out for and I do think that it is up to individual fantasy managers to decide on what overarching trends are and look at individual players. Um, Injuries are one of those things where you really just have to hit the pavement and do the work to follow guys and see what, what's actually going on with them. It's hard to short circuit that. Yeah, exactly. Baseball is only 10 days away, and Eric and I are getting very excited. Here's an outtake. What's wrong with that? Oh, Xavier is the one that got kicked out. Yeah, okay. I I confuse them because they both have Scrabble letters at the start of their name. It's true. And they're both blue? Yep. 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 I mean, sure, yes. (laughs) They're all blue. (laughs) (laughs) So we already have a smattering of things in the bet box this year, but it is time to populate it with a bunch more and uh, some pretty off the wall ones here. So I'm going to set the over-unders, mostly all related to DL-based things, and Eric's going to do the predictions. Are you ready for this? Nice. <laughs> I have three categories. So you can think of these as our Jeopardy categories here. We got, we got, we're going to talk about bounce back candidates. We're going to talk about simple over-unders, where I'm just going to hit you with a few. And then we're going to, we're going to okay. do a sort of sad one. Uh, we're going to predict some injuries. We're going to take some bets on, on what's no. going on, what, what's going to go on with injuries this year. All right. So bounce back candidates. This time, we're also going to do it StatCast edition. I'm going to put a lot of stock in the first thing that individual players do. We're going to say... That the first their their first something is going to tell us about the rest of the season. So here we go. First one, All right. Miguel Cabrera. Injury oh, risk boy. for this year. No, this is a nice one. Softball first question. His first home run, is he going to hit it to left field or right field? <laughs> what? Hey, oh my is he God. pulling or does he still have that oppo field power? Series is against Pittsburgh. First series is against Pittsburgh. I oh Jesus wow um he's gonna pull that sucker that's gonna go left. left I that so he does not hit to left as often so that's that's the le- the less favored one but we'll see all right 
Adam Eaton. This is an interesting guy. This is really why I decided, okay, first plate appearance mattered because we haven't seen him. April 29th of last year, he had a complete tear of ACL, MCL, LCL, PCL, complete tendon tear, fraction femur, tibia, fibula, patella, complete meniscus tear. He destroyed his knee. Yeah, it like barely existed after that. So I need to know, his first plate appearance, is he going to get on base or not? First one's against Cincy. On his first plate appearance? First plate appearance. Cincinnati, though. I'm going to say no. I, I actually am confident that I'm taking the opposite in these. I am on the Adam Eaton bandwagon. So you should pick up Adam Eaton. I should. All right. Two, two more fun ones here. Madison Bumgarner. Is his first pitch of the year over or under 90 miles an hour? <laughs> he is right at the 90 mile an hour line. Oh my God. He's gonna, there's going to be some heat. It's going to be over 90 miles an hour. Really? So two of his pitches are regularly over 90. Um, his two-seamer and four-seamers, but he throws his cutter the most often, and that is not over 90. Did he throw it first? Uh, it looked like when I looked at the, the breakdown by, uh, by count, mm-hmm. couldn't really tell. Mm-hmm. Speaking of breakdown by count, Another and another bounce back candidate. You can feel free to tell me what you think of him. Noah Syndergaard versus the Cardinals. These are all bounce back candidates, by the way, guys that I that I do think have have a real shot on the year. His first strikeout is he going to do it using his sinker or can he actually get the slider going this year? I don't know enough about Noah Syndergaard's actual pitch selection. Do you realize how much he relies on his sinker? It's a crazy amount. If his sinker's not going, he can't do it. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's going to be his sinker. All right. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. All right. Those were the fun ones. Let's get some real, let's get some right. real ones. You want to say anything about Madison Bumgarner and Noah Syndergaard? Are you expecting big years out of them? I have uh, reduced my expectations on them in general, but I think that they, they're both going to have good years. They're, they're not going to be outside okay. of the top. I doubt that they're going to be outside of the top. They're going to be top 20 pitchers. Doubtful they're going to be outside of the I top I agree 15. with that. So those were my fast payoff bet box. Now we're going to go long-term ones on the year. Josh Donaldson, another candidate to come back here. Another somebody that, somebody that you might worry about from injuries, though. Over under 32 home runs on the year. Over. Pretty much his three-year average, but he only played 112 games last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take the over. All right. I... I think that the over is a good one unless he has an injury. So he hit he hit thirty in one hundred and twelve games last year. So as long as he's as long as he's back from that, he shouldn't have a problem. We'll see. Right. All right. See Chris Davis. He is injured twice a year, every year, and he's already been injured twice this year. He's already got two got him out of the locked. system. So yep. maybe he's done. He might be done. I don't know. All right. But over under thirty three percent K rate on the year. Last year he last year he was thirty seven percent, but that was much higher than his previous years. God, I wish that you put just a number of K's on there. Um, nope. Yeah, he's over thirty three. More than a third of the time. All right. <laughs> so we so it sounds like sounds like you're in on Josh Donaldson, out on Chris Davis. See Chris. No, I think that he's three true outcomes. He's reaching his. Um, <laughs> Adam Dunn, the Adam Dunn phase of his career. Oh, interesting comp. Okay. 
so people are out here still looking for AJ Pollock's monster season. He's 30 years old this year, but over the past year, he's spent time on the DL for groin, 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 quad. So my question is, can he steal more than 20 bases? Over under 20 bases. 20 stolen bases. Over. Really? You think so? Yeah, let's let's just let's wind it back up. I don't think he runs. Man, okay, I didn't set these lines high enough because you went over on all of them. All right, so you so you actually like those guys. I mean, I think they do have a use, but I no. think that all three of them, I think that all three of them are overdrafted on some level. I think this is actually sort of a net neutral on him. I think that that team is going to run a lot this year, and I think that that will <sighs> just mean that he will be given more opportunities to run. All right, we'll find out. We should know pretty pretty quick if he's going to run. All right. Onto the sad phase. Predicting injuries. <laughs> okay, how about this? Your boy, a boy that you wanted, Tommy Pham. Pham. Interesting numbers here. Fantastic. I have, a, I have a question. This is a this is a threefer. To see which number of these is the highest this year. Stolen bases, home runs, or missed games. You're trying to make me guess DNPs. Oh. So I'll tell you I'll tell you what happened last year. Twenty three home runs, twenty five stolen yeah. bases, and thirty four yeah. missed games. So I think it's a fair question. I think I think it's gonna be stolen bases. Okay. Let's be let's be the positive. Let's be the positive here. It's gonna be <laughs> that, that is a positive. Yeah, you, we caught you on a positive day today. You're being nice to all these guys. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know what you think about this. Another another aging star, Robinson Cano, has been super durable. Six hundred and seventy six out of the last six hundred ninety two games that he could have played in, he played in. But most of that decline was last year. So, does he return back to his back to his ways? So, I'm going to ask you to keep this on a shorter time scale. Does he appear in every? April Mariners game save one. I'll give him oh. one day off in April. Jeez, that's tough. April? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to say no. You don't think he's going to make it to all but one of the games? No, I do. I do. I'll, I'll take the push if he gets only one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Last one. Raise rotation. Four-man rotation. Which one of them hits the DL first? And we're going to do this draft style. There's four of them. Somebody's going on the DL at some point. This is way too much, in my opinion. So I'll let you pick here. The four guys are Chris Archer, Blake Snell, Jake Faria, and Nate Eovaldi. You pick one, I'll pick two, then you get the last one for the draft. Can we switch this so that we're picking who's going to be last? Who stays off the DL the longest? Which is going to be Chris Archer. Uh, That's an interesting one. Um, Okay. All right. Off the DL, then I'm going to take... Snell and Faria. Right. So I get... What's his face there? I get Eovaldi. Yeah, Eovaldi is going to be on the DL so much this year. I don't understand. I don't understand. I I do worry about Chris Archer in a four-man rotation. I think that he could easily overpitch himself and end up on a DL, on the DL. I, I don't think so because I think that they're going to be... They're going to be putting in relievers. I, they're going to be smart about this. Really? Because of the time we watched Blake Snell get shelled last year? I know. That's because they clearly hated Blake Snell. 
yeah, he's still in their rotation. <laughs> their four-man rotation. He's one of the four best pitchers they could find. No, just keep on, just keep on going out there. You're like going toe to toe with Chris Sale. No, you got this. You got Don't this. All right. Worry so that was a little bit of a bummer. So we switched that around. It's who stays off the deal for the longest. Eric is Eric thinks Chris Archer is the number one pick, and then he's stuck with Nate Evaldi, who's definitely going on the DL before the end of May. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've got Blake Snell and Jake Faria, so uh, we'll we'll see what happens there. Um, so it sounds like you're you're pretty positive. I would say my my top line takeaway from these from these twelve bets that we just made is that you're not you're not too worried about injuries from the guys that I picked. Uh, no, I, I really am. But I think that a lot of them are still going to get numbers. <laughs> so you think that even, cause I, I picked pretty, I picked pretty big guys, pretty big name guys for sure. Guys that, that are a real make or break thing for, for people's fantasy teams. Yeah. Like you spent good draft capital on these guys and you need them to produce these guys. You need them all to produce. I, I think we hope they do. I mean, they're, they're fun guys. It's more baseball is more fun when people aren't getting hurt. Yeah. hundred percent agree. So you want to wrap this sucker up? Yeah. Um, so NFL free agency opened this week, and um, oh my god, back to Vikings this stuff. had three quarterbacks that they could sign from, and uh, they were unable to sign any of them. Any so, of their own team, you know yep. why? But were they actually trying to sign any of them? No, that's what makes even less <laughs> sense. So let me start with the really bad news. Our backup is Trevor Simeon. Love let me it. Move to the slightly less bad news. I'm not going to call it good news. We have, you like that, Kirk Cousins as our quarterback now. Three years of him, right? Guaranteed money. That's what they say. Fully guaranteed. I got to be honest, pretty bummed, but probably not as bummed as Teddy Bridgewater going to the Jets, for being honest. He was going to look so good as a backup quarterback on your team to whoever you pick. I know. I know. Case Keenum to the Broncos, that might work. I mean, you got to feel good if John Elway is like, okay, we we can work with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, right, the last right. two years, who who is the quarterback? Then? Yeah, um, and then Bradford going to Arizona. Interesting. That is not the quarterback that Larry Fitzgerald needs. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> you think like what is Larry Fitzgerald doing right now? Like just slamming his head into a wall as hard as he can. I mean, like. Uh. Well, I mean, Bradford is a great quarterback and is going to be able to get him the ball when he's on the field. Which is, I don't know, maybe twelve games a season. He's going to be on the field in a given in a given season. Are you averaging over the course of the year? Like, because he he could he was able to play in one game. This oh, I'm year talking for about us. like over the course of like many seasons. It's probably yeah. I guess it's more like ten. Ten is his average number of games played, and that's not even like playing the whole game. <laughs> Those ten appearances. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I think that about brings us to the review session. Back to the future. Movie number one. Go. There's so many great individual lines in this movie. There are amazing lines from this movie. That's that's what struck me again. You know, I hadn't I honestly had not watched it in quite a while. Like I would say probably ten years. And like, man. All these lines that I've just said some riff on for the past ten years. Oh, it was really? How many of them are in this movie? Yeah, you just could. You hadn't even realized that you're making that you're doing 
Back to the Future lines. Yeah, it, I mean, in some sort of deep divey way. I mean, there's there's certainly in my field there's plenty of jokes about flux capacitors. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, anytime anytime something's like a like a fake a fake sort of tech or something. Oh, really? Flux capacitor is flexing. <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> I mean roads where we're going we don't need roads how do people people say that all the time <laughs> i say that every single time i put a pair of sunglasses on i'm like where we're going we don't need roads 1.21 gigawatts yeah. gigawatts gigawatts i mean in my in my new profession that is used a lot that's true um like that it's a classic classic 80s movie other my other observation is classic 80s movie ah the libyans are the evil, <laughs> the evil I, I know I, same thing same thing to me it's like oh terrorists libyans oh great <laughs> forgot like oh this is a different era okay yeah of the five movies that we've watched so far i had the most fun watching this movie it was great i it agree was, it was great i agree with that and i kept on just thinking like why can't we do this anymore it was like a full story in two hours like come in like everything's laid out like perfectly and then like you end and you're excited and you're like a little bit excited for the next movie like why can't we do that anymore everyone's like going so long in these movies and not really telling a full story trying to be ambiguous it's like all of the stuff pays off you know the skateboard hitting the plutonium. We see the plutonium later. Yes. <laughs> you know? It really it really is a good, it really is a great laid out story. I agree with that. Hadn't, hadn't really thought about that, but you're right. It's a really excellent, well-contained story. Lone Pine Mall. Lone <laughs> Pine Mall. Just all that stuff is so great. So let me tell you what, we, what I think we want to watch next week. The answer... The answer is we're going to stay in the 80s. I was thinking about this like, oh, man, this is a hard one to follow up. So let me let me try and, you know, bring it back down a notch. Maybe, you know, super famous series here. Maybe you get to scratch a little bit of that Star Wars itch that we're missing just in terms of character. Let's watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. We're going to. Wow. I don't want to watch Layers of the Lost Ark. I'm we're pausing on Sean Connery for a little while. And uh, Crystal Skull doesn't exist. So, yes, the answer is Temple of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) They do exist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter. Fantasy Tools. Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments, send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.